Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of the BreastCancer.org Research News Podcast. I'm Jamie DiPoli, your host, the senior editor here at BreastCancer.org. And as always, our guest for our Research News Podcast is Dr. Brian Wojciechowski, BreastCancer.org's medical advisor. And today we're going to talk about a research article that came out in March, and it's looking at giving Zolodex along with chemotherapy and how that can help preserve fertility in women who are diagnosed with early stage hormone receptor negative disease, and it preserves their fertility after the treatment's done and they would like to get pregnant. So Dr. Brian, I have a couple questions for you about this. So how is, well, first of all, I guess if you could tell us a little bit, what is Zolodex? How is it different from chemotherapy? What is it? What does it do? And then how is it given? Is it given at the same time as the chemotherapy? Is it given separately? Is it an injection? Is it pills? How, how does this all work? Zolodex is technically speaking called a GnRH agonist. So it suppresses a woman's ovaries and keeps them dormant. In this study, the drug was given a week before chemotherapy and once a month during chemotherapy with the last dose given anywhere in the vicinity of two weeks before or after the, the final dose of chemotherapy. So basically it was given monthly while the women were on chemotherapy. Okay. Okay. And Zolodex, if I'm uh, remembering correctly, it basically makes the ovaries stop functioning. And the idea is then that, um, sort of protects them in a way from the effects of chemotherapy? Yes, it prevents ovulation. So a woman is infertile during the time that she's on Zolodex. Okay. Okay. Um, now, I also want to check. Now, Zolodex, when you stop taking it, it's not that it necessarily improves fertility. It it can help women preserve what fertility they have before chemotherapy starts. I think that's accurate, Jamie. It's really not a booster. It's okay. a protector. Okay. Okay. Now, if women are considering um, doing this to help preserve fertility, do um, it's always recommended that you not get pregnant while you're on chemotherapy and while you're on Zolodex. Um, so I'm assuming that that still holds true. That's exactly right. It's certainly undesirable to get pregnant while a woman is on chemotherapy. Zolodex does suppress her fertility, but it's anything's possible. Mm -hmm. So precautions need to be taken, whether that's contraceptive or abstinence or whatever method is chosen. A woman should not get pregnant while she's being treated with these two with the chemotherapy and the Zolodex. Exactly, that's right. Okay, now do we know, I know there's been um, a little bit of, uh, not controversy, but I don't think it's in the guidelines, how long should a woman wait after she's finished treatment with chemotherapy and Zolodex to try and get pregnant? I don't think there's a standard time frame. I don't think it's a problem to start soon after she finishes her chemotherapy, but... I wouldn't expect fertility to come back right away after stopping Zolodex. Okay. So we don't really know. Like, I would assume that, like, the Zolodex kind of has to get out of a person's system. That's right. And Zolodex is basically a 28-day shot. Okay. So it yeah. could be. So if we know that, then it, it probably makes sense to at least wait that month because fertility is not going to be back to what it 
was before anyway. That's right. I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect anyone to get pregnant within that first month and I think most women would probably want to give themselves a little break mm-hmm. uh, between chemotherapy and getting pregnant. Okay. Okay. Now, how common is this type of treatment to preserve fertility? I guess I'm wondering, would a woman who is interested in it specifically have to bring it up with her doctor? Um, Is it something that doctors routinely suggest if um, they know a woman is concerned about preserving fertility? I think it's great for patients to be engaged and to ask their doctors about treatments that they're aware of. When I interact with my patients, I see it as a team approach and sometimes patients think of things I don't think of. So I would encourage every woman who's concerned about fertility to bring this up with her physician. Having said that, this is this has been a somewhat controversial treatment in that there's been mixed data. Some doctors were not sure about the effectiveness or the safety of it. So I don't think at this moment, it's a standard treatment. So some doctors may not be offering it. So I think it's a great idea for women listening to this podcast who are concerned about fertility to bring it up with their doctors. Okay. Okay. Now, um, one of my last questions is there, this study, and also there's been another study, um, looking at adding Zolodex or another similar type of, um, medicine to chemotherapy to preserve fertility and they were both of the studies were done in premenopausal women who were diagnosed with early stage hormone receptor negative disease and that that is the only group that the results of this study apply to um why is it specifically hormone receptor negative diseases there's something about hormone receptor positive disease that this type of treatment would not work or would not be recommended Yes, number one, there were studies done in the past in women with hormone receptor positive cancer where hormonal therapy and chemotherapy were given at the same time and there was a suggestion of worse outcomes. So we think that it may not be safe to give it in women with hormone receptor positive cancer. The second thing is that it's really not desirable to get pregnant after you are treated with chemotherapy for hormone receptor positive cancer because you have to be on uh, drugs like tamoxifen for a long time and those can have adverse consequences for a pregnant woman and the and the baby okay so if somebody i I see so someone's diagnosed with hormone receptor positive disease it's most likely that after chemo she would be taking tamoxifen or um, in some cases, I know that now there, there's a suggestion that aromatase inhibitors might be okay for premenopausal women. But with either one of those medications, you, a woman should not get pregnant. That's right. And I'm thinking specifically about tamoxifen in this instance because, remember, the new data with aromacin, aromatase inhibitors, is only given when the ovaries are suppressed. So... Right. Then okay. you're really not talking about, uh, you know, a, a, a state where a woman can get pregnant anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and as you said, a, a woman should not get pregnant while taking tamoxifen. And in most cases, um, tamoxifen is being taken for five years so that it's not really an option. At that yeah, five for or ten five years, years now with right. the new Atlas and Adam data. Okay. 
Okay, yeah. thank you very much. And um, if anybody also is is interested in talking to their doctor about this, um, always we always advise people to check with your insurance carrier to see if a treatment like this would be covered. Um, I'm not sure since Brian, you said it's not the standard of care, but there, are, I believe some insurance companies may cover this, but it's always good to check and make sure before you get into that. Yes, yeah, so I've had I've had success getting this covered for patients, okay. but it is an issue because it's not yet the standard. The other thing I wanted to say, Jamie, is that you know women shouldn't be necessarily discouraged, even if they're not getting this treatment or even if they have hormone receptor positive disease, because you know looking at this study, even the women who did not get the uh, fertility protection only had a twenty two percent rate of failure of the ovaries. And many of those women still got pregnant anyway. So I think even if you don't get this treatment, your, your chances of having your fertility preserved are still pretty high. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And, and always, um, we don't really have time to get into it today, but there are other methods. There's egg banking. There are other um, sorts of, of treatments and techniques that can be used if uh, a woman is not a good candidate for this type of fertility preservation. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. There's a, there's a lot of uh, new techniques being researched, and I think there's great hope for the future. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Brian. We'll be back in to check with you next month to talk about some other research news. Thanks, everybody, for listening.